you're listening to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast. We're the business development resource for group practice owners, where we talk candidly about business ownership and leadership. From practice building tips to live coaching to real talk episodes with other group practice owners, we're the resource you've been looking for to help you grow your group practice. I'm your host, group practice owner and entrepreneur, Maureen Werbach. This episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes. Therapy Notes is an online EHR, practice management, and billing software designed for mental health professionals. Therapy Notes has everything you need to manage patient records, schedule appointments, create rich documentation, and bill insurance right at your fingertips. They offer free and unlimited live support seven days a week. Their streamlined software is accessible wherever and whenever you need it. To get two free months, go to www.therapynotes.com forward slash r forward slash the group practice exchange. Need a new accountant or bookkeeper? Meet Green Oak Accounting, an accounting firm that works specifically with private practices. They do all of your accounting needs from budgeting to accounting to bookkeeping and payroll to building your dashboard. On top of that, they can help you set up your profit first systems. Go to greenoakaccounting.com and mention the Group Practice Exchange for $100 off your first month. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Group Practice Exchange podcast. This week, I have an expert on who's going to be chatting with me. Her name is Lisa Noble. She owns Vivid Visual Solutions. And we're going to be talking today about branding and uh, marketing strategies for new group practice owners. So if you're new in the group practice game or just getting started, this will be an episode for you to listen in on. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. I'm so glad to be on today. I'm really excited to have you on. It's been a while since I've talked about anything branding or marketing related. So it's like a timely, perfectly timed episode to have today. Awesome. So tell everyone, for those of my listeners who may not know you, um, give a little snippet about who you are, why this is your kind of zone of genius and um, kind of what you do. I like that zone of genius. Uh, So I am Lisa Noble. Yes, I'm the owner of Vivid Visual Solutions. And what we do is we specialize in helping the busy therapist or private practice owner um, really take out the overwhelm and the extra stress that comes with trying to market themselves as, you know, an entrepreneur. Um, We take that away by doing services like brand identity creation, Um, where we're creating actual logos and all the elements that go hand in hand with that, your website, um, the images that um, really will promote you as a entrepreneur or therapist um, and your social media management. So we kind of take that away from you so that you can do what you do best, which is help your, your clients. Mm -hmm. Um, And we create any kind of marketing materials, even if it's offline, um, so we just kind of take care of everything and, and take that stress off your off your shoulders. That's awesome. I think that's, you know, one of those first pieces of um, work that practice owners should be delegating is that social media um, website building um, and building of marketing materials. So um, for those who are listening, who are still doing that work themselves, this is your timely reminder that that might be one thing to start to delegate out. So when um, there's such a difference between 
a new group practice owner trying to figure out how to market and brand their business versus what an established um, practice might be doing. What are some tips that you might have for those that are just hiring their first few therapists, really formulating their group, shifting from solo into group practice that they should be thinking about or considering when it comes to branding and marketing as a group practice owner? Well, first of all, you, you need to have your, your logo and those types of things in place because you want to have um, things that represent the way you're going to work, who you are as a business. You need to have those things in place so that people have something to look at. Even your therapist, not just your clients, the therapist that you're bringing in, you want to kind of show them the environments that, that they're going to be working in. So I would say start, if you're going to start, you start with your logo. Um, you start with getting um, the imagery that kind of goes along with the logo and that that incorporates your fonts that incorporates your colors because um, that's very important so if you're the type of therapist that works with children then you'll have a different color palette than you will have uh, than the one that is working with uh, with female clients um, with children you're going to have you know more of a vibrant tone. You're gonna to have uh, imagery with children in it. Whereas if it's for a female, you may have more things that are more feminine. You'll have imagery showing that uh, you're either helping um, females on the images or, um, or just uh, uh, stock photos that show that type of imagery. Uh, a lot of times I see out on the internet, you'll see mountains and things like that. Um, that doesn't necessarily resonate with your audience. You have to know who your audience is. Who do you specialize in? You have to know that before going in to create any of the, the elements that you need for, for your website and any other social media, um, you know, your, your elements and things like that. You need to know who your client is and speak to them where they resonate, where it resonates with them. Yeah, I feel like years ago, the feedback was to have you know your website have all this imagery of like mountains and water and oceans <laughs> and all this yes. stuff. and um you know I there's been a shift in these past handful of years to really looking at who your ideal client is or your client avatar and ensuring that the imagery really connects with that um client base mm -hmm. um and obviously not in all instances, is it going to be mountains and oceans? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, like I'm in Michigan. So uh, the imagery, if I, if I was a therapist and I was based here in Michigan right now, we're going, we're in fall, right? It's mm -hmm. kind of dreary, rainy, but also we have these beautiful, vibrant colors in our trees and things like that. So if you wanted to do some kind of outside imagery, it still needs to resonate with at least the city that you're, you're, yeah. you're in. You know, you need to really base those things um, on who your person is. Yeah. Do you um, notice what kind of differences are there from, let's say, the solo practice owner who's got a website and has got their logo and imagery um, set up because they've been in practice, but they're now trying to shift into group practice and maybe they're not changing their business name or anything like that, but mm -hmm. their website really um connects to clients from a personal space as a solo practice owner. Mm -hmm. um, what kind of shifts should a 
solo practice owner who's really in those beginning steps of bringing on their first few therapists be doing when it comes to shifting um, just their website and their branding to better reflect kind of that group practice feel. Um, right. You know, obviously there's, there's some shifts that need to happen in, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what you need to do, and I've had several clients that have done this, is to start speaking um, about your therapist, highlighting them highlighting what their specialties are because you initially when you first created your website you may have just been somebody that just works with children but now you have these other therapists that are bringing other specialties in so you want to highlight that you want to let people know and I would change my my pages from just services to also having a page that says who we help so that you're actually speaking to that particular audience to say Um, you know, really, we help couples, and we help them to do this, they, their situation may have started off like this, not, not speaking to any specific, because let me highlight that, don't speak to any specific clients um, case, speak very generalized, but say, you know, you as a couple, you may not be speaking to each other, Mm -hmm. you may be having these type of issues, as therapists under uh, X group practice, we now have this, this therapy, therapist in place mm-hmm. that can help you with this, that, and the other. When it comes to marketing, um, what are some of the things that you support group practice owners in on the marketing aspect? Um, I know you work with branding and also with marketing. What, what are some of the things that you are thinking about when it comes to marketing and group practice work? Um, I would say, first of all, touch on your networks. A lot of times people forget about that. Speak to uh, the, the therapists that you know who are already doing this to find out what they're doing, what they've done within their their city and, and see if you can also bring that into your, you know, your practice as far as marketing. But I will also up your social media game. Um, a lot of times people are afraid of it, but there, it extends your reach so much. And again, highlight who your therapists are, show them on your social media channels, um, show your range, uh, get on things like this, a podcast. You and I have um, similar audiences. So I connect, I sent out a proposal to you to say, this is what I can help your audience with. I can speak about these certain topics. Um, podcasts are are just a great resource in in order to get in front of our audiences and it's evergreen content somebody may see the here I'm sorry hear this uh, podcast years later and still contact me or yourself in regards to questions about what we talked about Um, so I say um, for that person who already has things kind of set up and in place really uh, try to get out in front of your audience more get on tv get on um, podcasts, get on any way that possible that you can get in front of your audience and get in front of a larger audience than just your customer base. One of the things that I see um, being a struggle, even myself as a group practice owner that wasn't there when I was solo, when it comes to social media and marketing is that as a solo practitioner, Um, your marketing and branding is really you. So anything, any information you're giving is coming from your brain. 
is likely speaking to your ideal audience. But when you have a group practice with so many different specialties, um, I feel like it can be hard to figure out how to how to use social media in a way that actually is um, what the ideal clients of kind of the practice as a whole are looking for. Because, um, you know, sharing information like every week of who's this therapist, this is what they specialize in, will only take you so far versus like choosing to become a psycho, um, like psychoeducational social media platform where your plat your um social media platform is used to provide like a ton of psychoeducational uh mm -hmm. information specific to the clients that are coming in whereas others might be using it to do more like graphics based training um whereas even others use it for more like a kind of a personality for their group practice. And yes. I know that's something that group owners struggle with is like, how do we make this not like an information dump of who we are versus like actually providing quality information that people like, you know? Um, yes. I feel like that's the hard struggle for groups specifically because you're speaking to potentially a lot of different populations if you're multi-specialty. Um, mm -hmm. And even if you're, not multi-specialty as a group practice, you're still needing to speak in like one voice that encompasses so many different therapists in your practice. And so um, what is your suggestion for groups when it comes to using social media in a way that actually attracts clients versus um, potentially becoming like this boring space? Like I know there's some chiropractors in my neighborhood who I follow and every post is just like, this is the service we offer. And then the next right. post is like 20% off of this service. We and everything is just more promotional or an information right. about the practice versus like quality information that makes me want to follow, follow them. So what I usually suggest to my clients is we need to become more of value. We need to become an educational source to our clients. And how you do that is if you have therapists who are comfortable being on video, coming up with educational content that will is more helpful to that client and shows that you understand what their problem is even kind of like a role-playing thing can can uh, really be helpful and um, showing that you're the solution uh, rather than saying buy my stuff buy my stuff buy my stuff we don't want to do that we want to um, find like what what we in the industry call content pillar pillars but it is it's what is interesting to your particular audience and speaking to that on your marketing calendar. Say on Monday, you're speaking to couples about certain ways to, to keep uh, their relationship spicy or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, then Tuesday, it may be um, another therapist that is kind of speaking. And you can use this content throughout. It doesn't necessarily just have to be video. Even if somebody was to create the video, then you take that content and you create, you make blog posts out of it. You make uh, social media posts out of it. It could even be like quotes just from uh, small quotes from something that was said within the video. Mm -hmm. You can use though that content in so many different ways. If it is video, you can not, not just put it on Instagram. You could also put it on uh, YouTube and use it in another manner. Um, you can, like I said, create blog posts, you could create, um, 
guest blog posts for other people, just mm-hmm. using that information to be of service yeah. instead of saying, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. If you had, if you had to give one tip for a new practice owner for starting using social media in a way that's going to be effective to building their audience, what would that be? Uh, just what I said, becoming of service, um, using the information that you know in a way that resonates with them because you know the language that they speak because you work with them all the time. And I find that therapists really are really good at knowing how to, how to speak to their audience, of course, because you've analyzed them and you, you're talking to them all the time. Uh, speaking their language, um, take bits and pieces, even from um, if it's quotes that could be helpful to them. That's the way I would say to start off. If uh, on Monday, you give that educational information in a post, then maybe Tuesday, it, it becomes quotes that you can find on Pinterest um, that makes it a little less overwhelming on you because you have some generated content that you don't have to necessarily just generate yourself. That's awesome. Um, so tell us as we wrap up, like what kind of support can you offer peer practice owners specifically? And is there a specific place you want them to go? I know you mentioned before the recording that you have um, like a questionnaire maybe for them. So if you want to share all yeah. of that, that would be awesome. Well, how, how I can help is if you don't know what to post, um, just, the, just what you were asking me. If, if you find that it's just too overwhelming or you don't have time because a lot of times you guys are busy. You, um, you, you know, your greatness your genius is helping your clients. It's not necessarily sitting down and figuring out what do I post on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and maybe even Saturday. You don't want to necessarily have that overwhelm. So what my, my service is, is that we can go in and we can create that content calendar for you. And we can even create the posts um, and, and auto, have them auto scheduled. So they're just going out. And then you may just be answering any questions that come in and engaging with the audience that speaks to you. Um, Yes, as far as the questionnaire, what I have is a brand level quiz. When we're going back to the things that you may need to, as far as your brand elements, to take your business to the next level as far as branding. Um, We have a quiz that even starts, if you just have a logo, you can go in there and put, put in, I have a logo. And then we'll give you tips to take your, your branding to the next level. Um, and it's, do, a, it's, a, it's a free quiz. Where do they go for that? Uh, they go to uh, bit.ly, you know, bit.ly mm-hmm. slash brand level quiz. And there are hyphens in between the words, brand hyphen level hyphen quiz. Awesome. I totally appreciate you coming on and sharing a few words of wisdom with my audience. And for those of you who are looking for branding and marketing, digital marketing support, you can visit Lisa at, what's your website? Uh, VVSOL.com. V as in Victor, V as in Victor, S-O-L.com. Perfect. I appreciate you coming on this morning and on this dreary day and uh, some feedback on marketing and branding. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much, Maureen. Uh, This was a great opportunity. I love talking to you and your audience. And anytime you want me back, just let me know. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast. 
Like what you heard? Give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening from. Need extra support? Join The Exchange, a membership community just for group practice owners with monthly office hours, live webinars, and a library of trainings ready for you to dive into. Visit www.members.thegrouppracticeexchange.com forward slash exchange. See you next week.